Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm your co-host, Ryan Houlihan. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. I am Zachary Patton Garcia, and our guest today, we've got the most wonderful encyclopedia of TV knowledge, the host of The Empire Diaries and Angel on Top. Latoya Ferguson. Hi, Latoya. Hello. So this is, Latoya picked this episode because she was kind enough to come on for She, an episode I could not find anyone to come on for. <laughs> <laughs> that was our deal. I was like, you can pick whatever other episode you want to come on for. <laughs> a beautiful story. And uh, yeah, so we're here to talk about five by five. I think it's, I I think, I, yeah, no, it definitely is the best episode of this season, I think. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. This is the first time Angel shows you like, oh, this is the show. Yes, yes. So Zach, I really am curious like overall thoughts on the episode. Oh, well, I already, yeah, I already love these ones. And I, I okay. love Faith. Faith is arguably, she, she's in my top three. I, I haven't, she might be next to Buffy, honestly, for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I, because I, I, I watched a few episodes from this season just throughout childhood and stuff like that. Um, and these were always the ones I would go back to. So I bought the DVD set just for her two <laughs> episodes in this. Like I, I love really that. love these. Um, and it was just as great as I remember. And I'm super excited to get to the next one. And uh, yeah, Elijah Dushku. Yeah. 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 Uh, Latoya. So you didn't, you didn't get a chance to talk about this on your podcast. Um, so what, what do you, what do you think of this episode? I mean, you picked it, so I know you love it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great episode. Unlike she <laughs> really after she is kind of a turning point in the season, but especially from here on to the rest of the season, it is yeah. like Ryan was saying, it is telling you what the show is basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cause after this uh, arc, you have the introduction of gun too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I really think that's really accurate. The show does. It's like, because I was thinking about, as I was taking notes, my notes are so long for this episode because there's a lot going on and there's a lot of characters, mm. but it all works, right? Like, mm. they they juggle the, like, Wolfram and Hart shit, the Angel Investigation shit, the flashback stuff, and it's like, it just feels nicer than just being like, here's a one-off character that we're never going to see again that we know you won't care about. We're going to try to make you care. Well, because these were all like little elements that they introduced throughout the entire season, right? It's like the flashbacks yeah. and then they're like, you know, detective work and then, you know, the lawyers. And like, this is an episode that really feels like they put it all together in a really concise and like, it, it feels solid in a right? really it solid felt, way. It felt all season like they were sourcing ingredients and they were yeah. like, we need <laughs> ketchup, but we only could get the store brand. And it's like, no, well, I think we need Heinz for the recipe. And they're like, store <laughs> brand is fine. But by the time you get to this episode, each ingredient has been like they have found the correct ingredient. Do you know what I mean? Like they found the right garlic. They figured out the the recipe. And now they're giving us a taste. And maybe they're not ready to give us the rest of the season at that culinary level. But they now know what they're doing. And I'm very excited because season two is, is, I feel like, this kind of straight through. Yeah. I I think like they tried so hard not. They, they tried so hard to, like, not be Buffy that they were, like, kind of avoiding this kind of storytelling. But, like, you cannot be Buffy but still have, like, a serialized storytelling with reoccurring characters. Like, yeah, you know, it can still be, like, that kind of storytelling without being Buffy. I think they got so scared of it being Buffy that they, like, made these radical departures that, like... Right some of the things in Buffy were just tenants of good storytelling. We yes. didn't need to yes. mess with them. <laughs> and I think like, but we get back to it. They figured it out. And like for a team that probably had three months notice for, from like <laughs> the day, Oh my God, we're doing a show to like, we're going to start shooting and stuff. And like a WB budget in the nineties, like 
that this it is a remarkable show. Like I feel like I felt I, I got some feedback on the earlier episodes because they weren't at this level, but like, bitch, they're now at this level. <laughs> 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 yeah, Latoya, what do you think about that? I, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it's it's interesting because like I was saying, after she, the, the pieces are like there, like I've Got You Under My Skin, I think it's a pretty underrated episode actually. Mm-hmm. And like the prodigal is also, it's a, with the flashbacks too, kind of trying to do what this episode's doing. Yeah. And Eternity, I think is like a, a, a pretty, another underrated one that's like, about this woman, this celebrity who is trying to stay young and relevant and uh, trying to get Angel to turn her into a vampire. And I think, like, it's a combination of, like, they're, like, almost to what works for the show. Yeah. And, like, they're, they're just, like, almost there. And then, like, they really do flip the switch with this episode. And Faith is kind of, like, the missing piece because I've said it a million times before, like, Faith's arc fully works because of the Angel sides yeah. of it. It's, like, the things they do on Angel are things they can't do for Faith on Buffy. It's necessary mm-hmm. for her to be on the show, and it's necessary for the show to have Faith. Yeah. Do we know why she wasn't in more of it? Because it feels like a natural, like, like you know, they put Wesley in this show. It feels like more natural to put Faith in this show. I mean, even with the con, even with the comics, right? They they end up with yeah. an Angel and Faith comic series. Yeah, I, I I honestly, truly, in my heart, do not. I will never resolve the fact that first off, we never got a Spike spinoff. Clearly, they had like yes, the on I that love one where for you're a going. long time. <laughs> but second, the Angel spinoff again. I love Angel, <laughs> one of my favorite shows ever. Period, uh, unrelated to Buffy. However, it does feel sometimes when they're writing Faith, like this is what we wanted to be writing, and for some reason, Angel is not the vehicle to let them do that, and so. Angel's at his best. And maybe it's because Angel was built specifically to be good caring for people, like the victim of the week or a love interest or something. And he is a great character for that. But he's at his best when he's empathizing with someone who's going through what he's going through, rather than when he's going through it on his own, outside of some really great flashback scenes. Um, I think he's at his best when someone else is going through it. And it makes me think like, Man, they loved Faith so much. There were so many other stories to tell, and it's so her stuff on Angel's so great. And maybe it it it's just leaving me wanting more, and that's a good thing. But like, damn, this series—if it had been like, I don't know—if she had been able to be on it more for whatever reason behind the scenes, she wasn't. It would have—I don't know—it's such a missed opportunity. Well, she was never. She was a character that was never fully realized. She was always, yeah. Um, because we only got her for season three and then we get her for, you know, at least when they bring her back, they know how powerful she is that they bring her back for like two episodes in, in each show. Right. Yeah. Um, and you really do have to watch this as like four back to back episodes, but we got her season three. We've got her like eight, uh, four episodes here. And then we've got her um, season. Is it season four for angel? And then yeah. season seven. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> she was she's perfect to be a full-time cast member yeah, at any point. No. <laughs> But maybe it's best that she wasn't because in truth, it is not like, this. I disagree. <laughs> no, <laughs> but in truth, her run is so like it's it's flawless. I love it. It's yeah. so yeah. good. Yeah, she La- always delivered on that. Latoya, you always know. Why do you think they wouldn't have had Eliza Dushku become at least more reoccurring? Do you think it's like a budget well, thing? She's in the majority of season three of Buffy. Like, let's yeah, let's be honest about that. She's literally on the DVDs. Yeah. But also. Eliza Dushku was a name and had a quote and to add her to series regular, someone's uh, getting demoted because of the money <laughs> it would cost to make her series regular. Uh, yeah. Someone's getting demoted. First of all, second of all, Eliza wanted, like she didn't want to be boxed into 
just playing this character. It's, it's that's basically that's probably why she or her people didn't want that. That's why she does True Calling. She instead of <laughs> doing a, a fate spinoff, which they wanted to do, she does right. True Calling. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she she wanted to to branch out, and not that she had like any disrespect to the show or she didn't love being part of the show, but like yeah. I think the common wisdom at the time was misguided of the like you don't like like this belief that you'll be boxed in. It's like. I, people that did happen to people, and I get why it was a real fear, but that just doesn't exist anymore. Like I think At the now time it did though. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, totally, totally, totally. I I just I wish that I, I wish more people had taken like a random chance because I'm glad we got Rose McGowan on Charmed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one would expect that like David Boreanaz would be like the most booked cast member <laughs> of this whole series, constantly on a, a multi-season show. <laughs> yeah, totally. No one expected that. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. totally right. I just wish we could go back in time and I could warn them, like, um, <laughs> like, like, like on Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> but so, okay, this episode opens with. Angel and Wes are saving uh, this Hispanic guy from these demons. Because there's like four different side plots. And I just, I was looking at the writers and they're not like, I was like, oh, was this written by a Buffy writer? But it's not. It's written by Jim Kauf. And I just, they uh, this episode, and he's only written three episodes of Angel, which is that, wild. That means he would have been the, uh, the standard, you give a freelance episode to a writer not on staff. Uh, that's supposed to be how TV works uh, mm. every uh, season. So he would have been probably the freelance uh, writer. And it looks like he was promoted to a season two writer. It's, it's, it's just wild, right? Because this is someone who knows these characters. This is someone who like, you know, we get our like, meta- we get our, a couple of mm. metaphors here. because we yeah. get the angel flashbacks, which are important to be like, look, redemption. But also uh, I'm noting he would have been a big deal writer. Get He wrote Rush Hour. Oh, okay. That makes mm. sense. Yeah. So we get like this story. We open on this story, which is like, oh, this like quote unquote thug isn't gonna testify. He doesn't blah, blah, blah. But they save him. They get him to testify. So Angel saves him. He's like, I hate saving the wrong guy. And then we um, get Faith's introduction coming out of a bus. I do like the like her coming out, literally out of the shadows. With the chunky shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Faith loves a chunky. That is like. I always think of that with Faith because, like, the figure they put out of her, her, like, boot is the same thickness as, like, the bottom of her pants. And that's kind Mm. of accurate. That's, like, how Faith dresses. (laughs) Um, She beats up this man, which I was like, wait, does she kill him? But they do later on make, like Cordelia says, that man's in the hospital. She beats up this man who's trying to sex traffic her. And then he is in the hospital. So I always ask, did Angel go to the hospital for for the invite or did he die in the hospital? (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Latoya, I wrote that in my notes and I was like, I wonder if it counts because Faith is like, quote unquote, living there now. If that's and like she's been telling him to come get her, if that counts or that does not count. They really do play fast and loose with those rules sometimes. I will say, though, that guy has a um, Sega Dreamcast, and that's rad as hell. He's cool. (laughs) He's a cool sex trafficker. (laughs) (laughs) Tells her that, like, lots of new people come to town with no money, no place to stay. She beats him up and says, now I have a place to stay. And then post-credits, we get the flashback storyline with the Romani girl who I didn't even remember. I was like... Is the is it just like showing he has a fetish for killing <laughs> Romani girls, or is this the one? And then it was the one, and I kind of like the casual like because that's a big deal for Angel, like a flashback of Angel, right? To show like who he killed that he got his curse slash soul. Like I feel like yeah, that's this a, is lore. Yeah, 
it's not just like, oh, look, him and Darla killed some people, which is what a lot of them are. Um, this is like important. So we see like Darla's got him blindfolded. She surprises him with the Romani girl. And I do like that she's like, it's not just for you. I get to watch. <laughs> I love these flashbacks as vehicles for Julie Benz to be on the show all the time. Yeah. <laughs> She's so good. She's so menacing. <laughs> she really is so good. Uh Latoya, what do you what do you think of like I I feel like they realize how good she was, right? Oh yeah. Literally on the season two DVD, J. August Richards calls watching Julie Benz like going to acting school. Hundred <laughs> percent. I could totally see that. Cause she like her presence is so good because it's like she's got you know, she's got that that baby whisper voice, but it's like she still has when she's on screen, you're like, fuck. She's like a mis- machine, like those little surgeon machines you see do like amazing <laughs> little tiny work with micro precise. Like she's always like she's like listening to every word every other person is saying. And every, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Whenever we do to keep her on the show, we got to bring her back to life nine times. Great. It's so good. <laughs> but I will say this scene is harder to watch. I watched this. A bunch of times as a teenager, a few times as an adult, but I never really, like, I guess, confronted myself with how sexual assaulty yeah. a lot of Angel's past is. Mm-hmm. And remembering that Faith is also a sexual assault, like, perpetrator, <laughs> and not even, like, alleged. Like, we saw her yeah. rape. Like, right. it's it's tough to, like, I guess it, it, it really does test the ethos of the show, which... I, you know, it's a whole other discussion we don't have to jump all the way into yet. But like, it does test the ethos of the show, which is like, if you have a soul, there's a person to redeem. Like, you're there's a good enough yeah. person in there that you there's it's worth seeking redemption, and it can be accomplished, and all of that. And it's like, I I guess it's just so much more confronting than it was before because I like Faith and Angel, and I it's similar with Spike. Like, I don't think about those elements of the show because I think that they were used as they were used as plot dev- devices at a time when. I don't think people understood the the impact of using those things as plot devices right, so flippantly yeah, yeah. and not like making sure you've really lined up which characters and I don't know. Um in any event, <laughs> it 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 does it 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 is harder to watch and I kind of had to turn off the modern part of my brain for this flashback to work the way that I think they want it to work, which is that it's scary and it's threatening but it's not as like I, I don't know. It, I, I, uh, to me, it would be hard for us to turn around and be like, okay, well, he's a good guy now, and he's yeah. going to redeem this other rapist on screen within forty minutes. It's like it feels a little too flippant. But if you kind of look at it through the eyes of the people at the time who might have had a more naive imagination of like what this metaphor was, mm. um, it does work. I don't know. Does anyone else feel uncomfortable that way watching the scene? I mean, I feel uncomfortable watching a lot of things from both shows nowadays, right? Is is we get a lot of that. You do have to kind of turn off your modern lens and and, and just like you said, and just watch it from kind of at the time. Um it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just kinda have to picture what they were intending yeah, to Yeah, it's it's just you yeah. And it sounds terrible saying, yeah, just turn your brain off and like ignore that part, but you kind of have to, don't you? Yeah. And if you can't, totally, like, there should be a trigger warning for the episode. But like, it's, it's a weird thing to ask someone to do, but it is such a great episode. And there is so much value to like what the show does have to say about redemption and stuff like that, that I think it's worth powering through. I just wanted, especially in a scene that is really well written, it, it, you're right, and it doesn't hold itself up. There's no ceremony to it. Like, we just kind of right. go right into, like, well, this is the big one. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. I guess that's true of real-world crimes, but it, I don't know. It felt like 
it felt flippant for the show. But at the same time, this is the best episode of the first season. So right. I guess yeah. it wasn't. You know what I mean? I don't know. It might just be my personal relationship and reaction to it. But it is a heavy thing to begin the episode with. And it does mm-hmm. set a tone. And it does make the comedic moments later in the episode uh, both totally necessary, but also like more difficult to land. But- yeah, and I do think I do think it's presented that I, I I agree with what you're saying. I do think it's presented that way on purpose because I think it's to show how awful he was. Like, yeah. like he was a really terrible. Like him and Darla were like serial killers, right? Like. They, yeah, like, I guess the gravity of like, like when I was a kid, I thought like, oh, it's sexy. He's biting her leg. Like right, he's a yeah, sexy yeah. main character. But now I'm like, first off, it's it's clearly a metaphor for sexual assault, obviously. Right, but yeah. also he chose this spot that like is incredibly intimate and uncomfortable and charged that will not kill this woman immediately. Like it is really as yeah. written a horrifying death, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I guess that just didn't weigh into me. I didn't click into me. And the, I guess the violence of the show is so super and so yeah, clean yeah. sometimes that it doesn't like the gravity of it doesn't hit you the way like the walking dead does you well know? and the gravity of it really is like it through both shows we have almost every character who does something like pretty awful and we yeah. have to watch their redemption arcs right and so yeah i, I don't <laughs> I don't know where I fall on that. I don't know nothing. I like I like Buffy. I like you know. <laughs> I don't know nothing. <laughs> but it is like that's the reality of it, right? It's like you, it just was the time. I don't think they were thinking as seriously about it, which yeah. is so yeah. strange thinking of it now. You know. Yeah. I actually disagree with you guys about oh, go ahead. turning off your brain. And I do think they were thinking about it uh, pretty deeply. In fact, in, in terms of like Angelus is a fucking monster and they are portraying it as such. And the show especially does a lot from the beginning. They've talked about how like the demon that takes over the body is not the human. Uh, It is a complete monster. It's a bastardization of the human. And then when Angel has his soul, it's not like, yes, he, he holds up the guilt that he did, even though technically it is the demon that was inside of his body doing these things. Mm -hmm. And it's way later to like, kind of separate the two literally to show like you have like the soul who you can argue is if it's actually Liam's soul or not. And then you have the demon itself that is Angelus. It's like, so it's not saying, well, how are we supposed to see this guy nowadays and think, Oh, well it's, it's all forgiven now. It's like, because he was literally a different person, even though angel doesn't put that on himself, that technically is what it is. Uh, But doesn't that undermine them? The, like, if that's true and that's the interpretation, then doesn't that undermine the like message of the episode, which is that like, you can be a bad person and have done horrible things. Like then what is angel relating to faith over? Cause faith had a soul the whole time. Yeah, that's what I was about to get into, uh, <laughs> which is that, yes, but Angel still, he takes up the guilt and he takes up the mantle of these things that were done, technically not of his hand. He takes responsibility. Uh, the thing that Faith has not done and has not done since she she accidentally killed a man, but she decided to double down and triple down. <laughs> right. and then she has not taken responsibility. And yeah. that that is the difference here. Angel will take responsibility for, it, like, Angelus could have, like, killed all the puppies in the world. <laughs> and then Angel would get his soul back and be like, I'm so sorry i killed all the puppies in the world <laughs> even though we know he did not do that whereas faith could accidentally kill one puppy and she would say i did it and i loved it even though that's not the case <laughs> i, she just and I say, loved I'm, it 
I'm sorry I killed all the puppies. Uh, (laughs) It really is about accountability. And that's something that Faith has been running away from. She literally, she had a breakthrough when she was like trying to kill her her, her body, when she was in Buffy's body. And she was like, nope, don't want to feel that. Run away. And she's hoping that, you know, Angel will kill her. So she doesn't have to, she can continue to like not be accountable and, uh, and run away. And still it won't happen. So like, finally, she has to be accountable. Latoya, you brought up a point that I hate bringing up because I do love this episode. It The only thing that bothers me about this episode is that it sometimes feels like the person didn't watch the Buffy season four episodes when they wrote this because we do end with, with Faith wanting to kill Buffy in her body, but like talking to Buffy in her body as if it's her, right? And yes. she's like, you're disgusting, you're nothing, blah, 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 blah. And like- that felt like a turning point. And so I I just wish there had been something between that and this to go back to like, yes, she will mug a man and almost murder him to just take his apartment. Yes, she will go to a club and listen to Rob Zombie's Living Dead Girl while she like beats the shit out of everyone in the club and causes chaos. Like it feels a little bit like a step backwards, which I know in reality does happen with yeah. people, but I just wish there was like, you know, it's like she came to it, but then suddenly she's like literally torturing Wesley. Right. I, that, I have trouble with that. That's what she does. So I think it, it does make sense in the context of the episode. It's like, well, I'm not going to face this. I'm going to do this, this, and this instead of facing it. She mm. ha- literally comes face to face with Wesley and she just keeps blaming him for everything when she really wants to blame herself. And she's furious. Like he won't fight back pretty much because yeah. again, she knows she's wrong and she knows she's she's bad, she's evil. But at the same time, she doesn't want to confront that truly. So yeah. she's like, I want them to lash out at me because that's the only thing that makes sense. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So the accountability thing, I think, like so spot on there, right? And and they were absolutely giving all of that thought to Angel. But I, I more of my question is about all of the other characters throughout this entire like universe, right? Like we get some of our favorite characters doing some really fucked up shit sometimes. And are they, do you think they were giving, and I don't think I have an opinion on it either way, just formed just yet. Um, but do you think they were giving that much thought that they were giving to angel? Because I do agree with you, right? They were thinking this through and we have to see how bad angel is. Does he, all of, you know, different person, everything you just said. But like for everybody else, do you think they were thinking of that with every other character as well? Well, it depends on the season Uh, because uh, Willow can literally uh, almost end the world. But Anya becomes a vengeance demon again and Buffy's like, gotta kill her. Um, And those uh, aren't like different people either, you know? So like these are people that we're made to look at, you know, through a heroic lens a little bit later. And I think because Redemption is really the story of Angel, I think they do it a hell of a lot of better than Buffy does, especially mm-hmm. in those later two seasons of Buffy, because yeah. there is a reason why I do not ship Spike and Buffy. And there's a big reason, <laughs> but uh, he has to even now. start. <laughs> in this episode, we see Angel do the exact same thing he did to the Romani woman, but he didn't kill her, but he did like terrorize, maybe kill the men she was with, or at least badly injure them and, and drink from her in what we are are all agreeing is like a very sexualized, if not like a sexual assault, like a, definitely a metaphor for something adjacent. And we see him do that in this episode as like a, a misguided, obviously he regretted it immediately. It was what he sort of learned as a vampire. Like it's, I just, I think this, this all this stuff is 
it's just really heavy. And I think it's maybe it's the context of the show. And I'm just I've gotten older and moved on. But something about the aesthetics just seems to romanticize the sexual assault. And we don't really get there's like so much focus on his side of it. I guess I just found the whole thing really uncomfortable to watch. And maybe it's not that it doesn't fit in plot wise. Maybe it's just that it just tonally it's tough to open an episode with. Mm. And then like I feel like it hangs over the rest of the episode. I think me. I get why you're hung up on like uh, the focus on his side of it. Uh, obviously, it's because it's a thing we talk about on Empire Diaries on the originals, where it's like your protagonist it was like the big bad of like season three and season four of Vampire Diaries. How are you like focusing on this villain basically as your quote unquote hero? And mm. like, there's a lot of like it's really hard to do that, especially in the first season. And I think with Angel, obviously, when you go through the Angela stuff, you're not just going to get like the the fun quips and like guy yeah. or leather you have to go through like the really really toxic yeah. and dark stuff so your the show has to find that balancing act obviously but also it's like because he he's angel and he's angelus and like the angels we were introduced to obviously is very evil but you know in like a cool sexy way <laughs> it, it seems like oh so are they always romanticizing him which i don't think yeah. they necessarily are but i think that is the default like feeling because like He's your he's your lead. He's your WB heartthrob lead. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Fuck. Damn, I these shows are so <laughs> deep. These shows rip. There's always so much yeah. to talk about in every episode. God damn it. Anyway, sorry. No, it's, it's, it's a just, lot. I'm it's feeling like, like a lot. Yeah. Even in the middle of this, I was like, maybe we shouldn't even put this out because I clearly am getting emotional. But like, there's so much in these episodes. It's like, uh, God, this show's so important. God. It's like <laughs> there are a lot of really great points brought up too. You know, yeah. like this is a lot of really good stuff to think about as well. And I love yeah. the um, the accountability aspect of it in Zo. Yeah, you know, this is an accountability yeah, the, the, episode. That part of it is written so well. Like this yeah. episode really does send a message of why accountability is important, not just for the victims and the rest of the world, but for you, the person who maybe did something that you need to be accountable for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that part of it. It, it, it's like, it takes off like a shot. Sorry, where are we in the plot? I feel like I've- <laughs> so Angel does the whole, uh, we get the opening credits, right? And then Angel does the, what is he doing with Marquez? Trying to convince him to go testify, but then yeah, yeah. he's like slapping him around to, to do it. So what do we see, what do we see here? <laughs> Angel's still evil. <laughs> so I do like that. The thing I really like, and I'm going to try very hard not to talk about the second episode a lot, because I know we're talking about five by five, but I, do really like that this episode begins with Wesley. Wesley's more, more in the realm of you can be redeemed. Like Mm -hmm. Wesley and Cordy are talking about the guy that he's shaking down in his office. And Cordy's like kind of judgmental with like, Oh, he has tattoos. He's not going to testify. And yeah, I was like racist. I know. (laughs) Um, But Wesley is more of the camp of you can be redeemed. And I like that then we get the switch in the second episode where it's Angel thinking that, and Wesley's like, fuck Faith. Because his emotions. So. Yeah. yeah. Because he got cucked again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so then we cut to Faith, and uh, Zach, this is the Rob Zombie song that I mentioned in our last Halloween recording. Okay. The song she dances to is a Rob Zombie song. <laughs> I love this part so much. It is, it is, Got to be one of my favorites of the of the 
the episode. It just she Elias is just so good, isn't she? As Faith yeah. and, and yeah. oh my god, does, like every scene she's in, mm-hmm. she like completely overpowers any other actor that could be in the room with her. Yeah, um, yeah. when she's like in the background, and then even like just a tiny face, it's where your eyes go. She's yeah. so good at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I miss her. I miss Eliza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it, like this character, it's it's wild, but she was like. I, made for this character right like she the acting the acting the acting she is so good at just the faith little mannerisms because sometimes you'll get the actors they'll do the lines it's a really good line they say it really well great comedic timing and everything she has little mannerisms she does as she's doing things right when Mm -hmm. she says i don't see his name on him why did she open his shirt and look down his shirt that is just a little thing that she a did. Familiarity. Just like she so has a familiarity. Good. That's <laughs> she, like we know that is what Faith would do. Yeah. She is not even living in the character where she's like, oh, I have my character's history and their accent and blah, blah, blah. And she's not even like making choice to choice moments. She's like familiar be- with the relationship her character has with the person in the other scene all the time, which is yeah. the thing that's so hard to prepare yeah. for. And like, so it's so indicative of like great instincts and. I just fuck CBS, man. God, I like Trishku forever. Guys, remember when actors had charisma? (laughs) It makes the work shine so much more. (laughs) Well, and like I she's just like like you said, Zach, in this scene, it's it's wild that it's like she's just like dancing and causing chaos, but like the way it's like, yeah, if a guy comes up, she'll beat him up, but she's still like having fun, right? Like we see like She's like just dancing. She's feeling herself. She's she full looks, power fantasy. Yeah, she looks gorgeous as she's like causing all this chaos. Like when she's yeah. dancing at the very end, when she's dancing and, the, and everybody's fighting around her and we're spinning around her, like there, there, the, the the line between actor and 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 character is just not even there anymore, right? Yeah. I like look at her in that, and I'm like, there might as well not even be a camera in the room, right? Like this is <laughs> faith, just through and through. Yeah, it's so good. And the question is, is she even actually having fun or is she just trying to relive the good times? And as soon as she leaves, she's going to be like, (sighs) she's absolutely trying to relive the good times. I have that pointed here in my notes. Yes. (laughs) She wishes she was clubbing right now with Rogue and Buffy and Kitty Pride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, like this is an on purpose like call back to her and Buffy dancing, right? Like I feel like so good. I get chills every time I watch. Yeah. so we cut to court and I, it is wild that this is Lindsay's second appearance. Cause it, he feels like yeah. a character who's been here the whole time. He's got a episode. lot of screen time in this too. Yeah. So yeah. This is his second appearance. And then this is also Lila's cause she shows up uh, yeah. in the ring. That's her first appearance. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. And wasn't uh, Lee the one who set up like the sensitivity stick yes. thing? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Lee, the, the dud of the, the three. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the one, the one who will soon be dead by the yeah, end exactly. of the season. <laughs> I felt like this episode literally called him a faggot. It just like. <laughs> yes. Oh, you also got a five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so we get Lindsay's back and like, again, I feel like the show was like, oh, this does work because it it's so much better if we know the lawyers and they're not all just like faceless randos. Yeah. yeah. And it really just does. And like, man, Lila and Lindsay, like. I forget how good they are together. God. Because like, you know, like Spike and Drew. Yeah. Like we spend more time with Lila, but like, I forget like, yeah, they, they just like have very good chemistry and they're both very good actors in these roles. Oh my Um, God. So we get Lindsay. He's in court. He says he's, you know, doing all the lawyer talk saying they don't even have a witness. Enter Angel and the witness. And Lindsay loses the case. 
we see he's talking to someone, um, telling, saying like how it was Angel, and then we reintroduce Lee Mercer and Lila Morgan, and it really is like he's like the, <laughs> he is like the like gay one they shit on. <laughs> <laughs> And then he gets a little sassy, and then the fact that his like that, that this white woman thoroughly puts him in his place is so. <laughs> I, I, it, it was just it was Chef's kiss to the L.A. of it all. It was magical. <laughs> and then when they were like, "I guess we're going to be three for dinner," I was like, "This is so good!" Oh my god. <laughs> so we cut back to angel investigations. We do a lot of cutting back and forth. I'm going to try to condense some of this, um, but so. That's when that's when Cordelia takes the call about the divorce. She's like, we don't normally take those cases, blah, blah, blah. Angel comes in. We find out that Angel's like saying they won. And I do like her saying, are you happy? You should tell he's happy because his scowl is less scowly. Like, because <laughs> when they cut to him, it's almost like an Edward and Twilight thing. He's just like looking at her and it's like, dude, she asked you a question. <laughs> You're just <laughs> not responding. Um, that's what he does a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. Lila has basically scooped Lee Mercer and we cut to Lila and Faith walking outside the club. And like Stephanie Romanoff is very good in this scene, I think, because she plays off the like, I am a little scared, but I'm still going to speak with confidence. (gasps) The way she says diamonds. Right. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Heterosexuality activated. (laughs) And like, I just like that, like Faith is kind of threatening her and she is Lila probably on the inside is like, well, she can kick my ass, but let me make sure she doesn't. And is just trying to like talking her way out of it. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. I really like that. And when like Faith pushes her up against the fence, she's like, I don't even know anything about you. And she's like, my favorite color is green and I look good in diamonds. And it's like, fuck, <sighs> I love her. <laughs> the limo pulls. And I, wait, I loved the limo pulling up. And I want to comment here that, like, in Angel's scene where he's trying to get someone to co- work with him, he's coercing him through, like, you know, a little roughing him around, keeping him <laughs> in his place, whatever. Authentic, honest. But the aesthetics of evil involved, like, a limousine and, like, <laughs> wood yeah. paneling. And um, and I did like that. I thought that was a fun moment. Yeah. Marcus yeah. should have got to ride in a limo. A hundred percent Marquez deserves a limo. Faith deserves to be roughed around a little. Uh, we get another cut back to Darla. This episode's so packed with people. And I love that she immediately is like, what's wrong with you? Like she can tell that something has changed. She we asked know- him if he's met someone else. And I'm like, damn girl. <laughs> that was weird. I, that, that was like, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like this part. <laughs> oh, I, I liked it just because I liked I almost, and I don't know if this makes sense. It's like, we're putting a little puzzle together, right? Yeah. Like we've seen the scene of him literally getting cursed. Mm-hmm. We didn't see how, what happened with Darla and whatever after. Latoya, I do have a timeline question for you. Yes. So Spike and Drusilla are, they would have been in the picture, wouldn't they have by they this point? Are, they are literally, uh, because there is a flashback. Uh, I think it, they show it in... Season two, episode Darla, I believe, All where right. she goes to the Romani people to uncurse him. And then it turns out Spike ate uh, a bunch more <laughs> Romani people. Oh, like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Spike like comes out of like a, a cart and he's like killed more. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So they're around. Okay. <laughs> they just wanted that- to get away from the children for, uh, for a bit. That was I was like, because I was like, wait, but she tells him to get out. But. They would have been the like the Fantastic Four yeah, at that point. They reunite okay, yeah. uh, at the Boxer Rebellion, uh, right? But yeah, 
I I do like her asking, did you meet someone else? Because remember, she left her father, the master, for him. And then <laughs> if, if he just like was like, you dumped. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> How embarrassing. Um, so she kicks him out. And then we do see uh, later we get a scene of him like he's like, they think he's like begging for money, but he's, I don't actually know what he's doing when he goes up to those Romani folks, right? Like, it, 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 he's just like, kind of like, he seems up. like he's like in a daze. Like yeah. he has, he's hallucinating. He has, he's got voices in his head. Like we are supposed to believe he's under some like terrifying influence. He, and I think he doesn't know what he wants. He hasn't, I'm guessing much like this. He hasn't been able to feed, mm. you know? So he's like, it's like okay, I'm going to do starving. it. I'm going to do it this time. Okay, that's fair, yeah. Yeah. And we get the scene. I actually, Zach, I don't know if you noticed, I thought the camera work was pretty good when he bites her because it, like, is, like, panning up, but it's a downward shot. I thought it looked kind of cool. Where are we at? (laughs) I'm trying to condense the flashback scenes. (laughs) Sorry, my notes are, like, everywhere then. Um, (laughs) Describe the scene. (laughs) Also, are those Ramadi people? Because they seem like society people. Right, they do. They do. You're right. I don't know... Because I don't think well, this is any t- like recently. I think this is like a little bit after that. Oh, it, okay, okay, that yeah. makes more sense. You just fucked up some random Arist- <laughs> aristocrat's <laughs> niece's night. Yeah, they got what they deserved. <laughs> I like it. So class warfare is what I call it. <laughs> yes, I know where I, I get where we were at. Yes, the okay. camera work is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got to Wolfram and Hart. I do like the scene of them with Faith. I don't like. It's like silly, but when Lee Mercer does like the lawyer speech, and she's like, "What?" And he's like, payment. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, I do like that. And I like that they are a little bit on edge with her. And Lee Mercer maybe is the only one who isn't, but then he gets his head, like, my, he, she does like a Michael Myers thing, Zach. That's what I was thinking of. She's just like mm. bashing his head on that table. I mean, she embarrassed him. <laughs> and yeah, like, Lila and Lindsay just, like, casually leaning on the desk, watching her, like, beat the ever-loving shit out of their co-workers. I mean, I was doing that too as I was watching this scene. Like, it's just <laughs> it's just magical to watch her in action, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. And like, I feel like correct me if I'm wrong, Latoya right? but this is like the office they use a lot, right? Like this set is like the Overham and Hart office we will see. Yeah, this to be one of their standard suites for Yeah, yeah, yeah. like this, uh, this particular office, yeah. Then we cut to Cordelia, Angel, and Wesley talking about the divorce case. They're like in the like, I don't know what the fuck that is, A courthouse, right? Is it a courthouse? Okay. Um, and I like that as they're talking, I mean, Ryan, you pointed this out. You do see Faith come up, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, she's mm-hmm. there. She's very clearly there. She's just not in focus, but you're looking at her. She looks gorgeous. She has a fucking big crossbow. <laughs> yeah, Zach, what'd you think of the scene? No, I loved it. I, I, I thought it was wild that nobody seemed to panic around them. <laughs> um, yeah. I think there was one person who maybe gave her a look as she was exiting the door. But I mean, I love, I love all of the little playful stuff with Faith, right? It's like, she knew she wasn't going to kill him right there. She's like, yeah. you know, she's poking and I love it. You're right. It is like she's playing. Like she's just like having fun. And I like that Wesley and Cordelia are like completely stunned. Like they're just like frozen. Listen, when when Faith shows up into town, it doesn't matter if it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Angel, people freak out. Like, yeah. remember when she escaped the hospital and they all got, she's like watching them through the, the window and they get a call that she's out of the hospital. And they're like, oh shit. Oh <laughs> shit. Faith is somewhere around. <laughs> but like Faith like really does inspire fear in people. 
You know, when they yeah. hear her name, when they, when, the, when she, even when later on, we're not there yet, but when later on, when like Cordelia gets like knocked in the face, she wakes up like terrified. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I like that Angel catches the arrow. I like that. You're right, Zach. It's like, Faith is like going to have fun with it. Like, she's just mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. You caught it. Mm, this is going to be fun. And like runs out. She <laughs> said, yeah. And, I and do she love- ran into a little sunny door, which I thought was such a cute, quick way to just be like, they're not running after her. I mean, yeah, it's like- not a window. <laughs> it's not a window. She got two windows in this one. She, <laughs> she gets the door at least once. <laughs> and like Cordelia's line of like pretty lively coma. I was like, don't say coma, Cordelia. <laughs> I was shocked because this is the first time they see her. Right? I was shocked that it had been a week and nobody called these bitches. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. Once the sun's blacked out in Los Angeles, no one's gonna call and be like, "Hey, are you guys okay?" <laughs> they need an apocalypse Discord room. <laughs> yeah, just a group chat, maybe like something. Hey, faith on the loose, and then you know they like, oh, details, mark, and nobody answers. You know, <laughs> Angel and Willow should be pen pals, and they should write to each other about the goings ons in their town. Hot chicks, uh, they know. Uh, wild. <laughs> We we cut back to Angel Investigations. Angel gets off the phone with Giles. I feel like there are a couple episodes where it's like, ooh, just got off the phone with Giles. We never like actually see Giles on Angel, but I think there's at least two, if not three times, when it's like, ooh, I just finished talking to Giles. He said There's this. a lot of those, a lot of phone calls. Everybody's yeah. calling each other, but nobody's <laughs> saying anything. Everybody <laughs> Everybody's doing phone calls these days. Uh, and they're like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The demons, force of darkness, you know? <laughs> um, so I love that, like, this is when Wesley's like, Faith is a sick girl. She's in need of help. And Angel is like, no, she's dangerous. <clears throat> and I don't know, like, Latoya, you, so you, you've covered a lot more of Angel than uh, we have. What Wesley is, like, softer here. And I just like that even by the end of this, he changes his, like, deci- like how he feels about it. Yeah. Not, well, going into the next episode. And I know that you don't like how Buffy's written in the next episode. I have watched both these episodes a lot to try to get photo ideas because I really had no idea what to do for Sanctuary. I don't blame Buffy for how she feels about Faith in the next episode. And I feel like I like that Wesley is also kind of feeling the same way we get that Buffy feels eventually. Like, I mean, I don't technically blame Buffy, but it's specifically the way Buffy is written when she is in LA, because this is also the case in I Will Remember You after yeah. she has her memory wiped. She's just a, a huge bitch. Yeah, yeah. she's a bitch. Yeah. Every, every single line begins with the intention of, yes. my number one objective is to come off as a bitch, and then it's my number cut, two objective is to get what I want. It's to cut Angel down, or in this case, also to cut Faith down. Yeah, like, and it are, spills over onto Cordelia and a bunch of people in scenes that like it doesn't need to, and it makes yeah. Buffy come off as uglier than Buffy is. Yes, she has very much a reason to be angry and upset and hurt, but the way that she is written is that there's like it, it goes a cut above that. All right, that's yeah. that's fair. Um, yes, but so I do like when Angel's like, "Well, I tried to rehabilitate her, but some British guy," and Cordy's like, "You can't blame Leslie for some <laughs> British guy." Oh, that was you. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Angel kind of like he uses his top voice and is like, I'm your boss, I'm sending you guys away, blah blah blah. Uh, what do you what do we think about that? Because I I was like annoyed, but I also understood because Faith is super dangerous, right? I mean, yeah, she's a she doesn't slayer. care about collateral damage. Yeah. 
She is dangerous, but like, am I being paid enough to be told what to do? I don't know. That's the question. That's um, <laughs> she, I mean, she's like one of two slayers. So yeah, you know, like when somebody tells you the slayers out there and trying to kill everybody, you know, she's coming for us. She already showed yeah. up at the courthouse. She's coming for you two. So right. it was weird that he even let them out of like his side. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. not like she's a vampire where you can like at least use a cross or like holy water to right. like fend her off. Like if she wants to hurt you, she will hurt you. Yeah. Mm. I think Angel still needs to accept that he's on a team in this episode. And and that means even the like deep, deep stuff, even the stuff that's like the crying in the rain with faith stuff, it's going to concern them. And it's not just like, she's not just like your receptionist. That's not like the agreement you've all made with each other because you're doing important work. So like, I think it's the dismissal of the like, get out of here. I don't want to deal with you. It's like, give me something to do. Can I work on a contingency plan? Can I go be protected somewhere? Like, give me an assignment of something I can do. Tell me what you think or feel about me because I'm on this team with you. And it does everybody a disservice to act like we're not. And if we're not, then we're not. But like, we clearly are. I'm clearly going to help you. <laughs> so like, I, I, I think he gets better at it as the show goes yeah. on at being like, okay, you guys go through these books or you go research this other thing or be protected here, you know, as opposed to just being yeah. like, well, go back to your apartment and vibe. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fair though. He doesn't know yet that she's working with Wolfram and Hart. So he wouldn't like yeah. know that she would know, have the resources to know, hey, where does Cordy live? Hey, right. where does Wes live? Like, yeah. well, she could little- figure that out easy. She could just literally stalk behind them on the way home. Yeah, she could do that, but like she was ahead of the case because she had the backup. Right. Mm-hmm. right, yeah. So we do get like they do leave. We get Angel. Oh no! The first we Angel like his office is super bright and Faith is there with a gun. I do like. Then she's like, "This is your chance," and she throws the gun at him that he shoots immediately. Like I did, I did like that. But she notices he didn't shoot to kill, and then she shoots him. Like she flips out a window. <laughs> I love the reveal. Wait, I loved the reveal that she sh- when she shoots that there is a bullet because it speaks to like this was Russian roulette. She didn't right. have yeah. this whole thing scripted. She's just a chaos agent, and it's <laughs> such a good reminder that like that's why people fear her, not because she's so evil and she'll do things, but because yeah. she's so dumb that she'll introduce <laughs> chaos into into shit that like maybe she's not pot committed to this. <laughs> See, I think it's like she was probably like, well, if he kills me, all right, that's fine. Like, I feel like she just like didn't. Oh, yeah. Because she's been exactly. going there the whole episode, right? Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. So I do like that. Yeah. She jumps out another window. Uh, then we get uh, and Latoya. Do, do we get much detective costume wearing angel later? on? I don't think we do. Right. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love the occasional like I love him in a caper or like I mean- a. I was gonna say, where's the one? It's like, like the shroud of a moment where he's like playing like the gangster uh, vampire. Like that's like that's like the extent, I believe. Uh, well, we also have like Hawaiian season. shirt guy. Well, that's who just earlier like- in the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he breaks into Wolfram and Hart, but he doesn't really like. Right, there's no new information really gained here, right? No, I think he's just having fun. Um, He's he's doing Harriet the Spy. (laughs) No, um, I think that there was a chance he he wanted to. I think he wanted a conversation with them and to show them that he could like play their little game or like, you know, show up, be sneaky, whatever. Um, Clearly it didn't work, but I think they both knew there wasn't, like he said, like we could unleash a bunch of horrors at you right now and do a big fight and whatever. And I'm sure you'd do great. (laughs) But like, is this what we're going to do right now? Or don't we both have bigger fish to fry? (laughs) Um, And I do understand. I I feel like it made sense. I, I think it was just an extra fun Thing for the episode because it's such a great episode that 
the writers were like, why not throw another twist in there? Like, we, yeah, you know what I mean? Every what's great about this episode is every scene is fun on its own with or without the plot development that happens in it. Yes. And I think they just had an idea for another fun thing. And that's awesome because it works plot wise and it makes sense, you know, but I, I don't think this was the most necessary scene. Well, and I guess maybe it's like to reintroduce Lindsay and Angel's relationship almost right like a dynamic yeah yeah which is fucking homoerotic as oh, shit god but he was like oh you'd remember her she's strong she's got brown hair like something <laughs> like me you know <laughs> i was like, like damn i'll see you again real soon it's like yeah you guys are gonna fuck later like yeah you can see each other at the sauna i'm sure you will <laughs> sure you will um then we cut to cordial's apartment um i love love the like Dennis. phantom dennis right like I love he's just dennis trying so to help much. them like fuck. they should have oh. found a way to like transfer dennis from the apartment to the hotel later on they really should yeah. have like he's haunting a specific brick and they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see solutions <laughs> um and uh what happens in the apartment zachary the well faith is there because we knew that was gonna happen right because she yeah. would obviously show up where they were and she Takes them out pretty quick, you know. It's uh, her punches are always so her punches, her elbows, her everything is always so so brutal and so violent. And, yeah, and, and yeah. They feel harder than you know. We get fight scenes every episode, don't we? But like yeah. anytime she mm-hmm. hits somebody, it feels like even harder than Buffy's punches. Mm-hmm. Um, and she elbows Cordelia real hard, you know, real hard. I know. The I was fight like, choreo philosophy for her and every character on both shows, but for her specifically, is always so cohesive and it yeah. holds together mm-hmm. through the seasons. And it's yeah. a delight to see every time. Even when she just throws an elbow, I'm like, yeah, that's how Faith would throw an elbow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that when Wesley punches her. I The thing I like is that Faith is always impressed when someone weaker fights back, right? Like Faith knows that... Faith knows her prey. Like she knows if the person's weaker than her, but she will be, even though she might fucking kill you, she's going to be impressed that you fought back. So she's yeah, like, Yeah, oh. I love that personal backstory touch right? of like, it's so good. <laughs> because like she could snap both of them like twigs, right? Like there's Wesley. And- <laughs> this is so stupid. On Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last night, they showed a scene where one housewife invited another housewife and said, But of course, I, I don't expect you to accept my invitation, and I wouldn't respect you if you did. And she says, I'm not accepting your invitation. I might show up, but I'm not accepting your invitation. <laughs> and I was like, This is the kind of ethos, pathos you only get from things that really understand their characters. <laughs> and I think, like, the faith thing, it's so great. A perfect example of like, if she's fighting against someone weaker than her, she fights differently. And it's yeah. so fun. Yeah, she's frantic when it's against someone bigger than her. Yes, when it's against someone smaller than her, there's like a cockiness to it that is a weakness. Yeah, and also you realize how kind of weak Wes and Cordy are without Angel there, right? Because like yeah. you are scared for them when Faith Again, is in that apartment. Why are why are they being just sent out? You know, yeah. all willy nilly by themselves. You know, at least Angel. Pay for some security. Do something. <laughs> right? or, if you're, or Cordelia, find a way to accessorize like a mace. <laughs> accessorize <laughs> a mace. <laughs> um, yeah, and so she knocks Wesley across the room. That's And then we get that other flashback that we already talked about. Angel comes into the apartment. And like, ugh. Cordelia I hate this. I right, hated it. Right. I hated it. <laughs> I don't like to see Cordy like because this was the level of terror that I was talking about earlier. Is that she wakes up like, like horrified at what yeah. just happened? Like she got her ass beat, and she's been hit before. She's been in situations before. Right. But this was like a level of terror that I, I am very uncomfortable seeing. Uh, I know. Come across right? Cordelia. I'm like, oh, 
I, and like, she does very good. The like frantic scared, like she's just like having word vomit. She's telling angel she's crying. She's freaking out. Um, and I like that her beat of, and wait, where's Wesley? How's he doing? And it's like, fuck. Wesley's not there. Wesley's um, dead. Dead. <laughs> I do like that Art Cordelia also in this story and in other stories similar to this, she seems to understand when she's out of her emotional depth. Yes. Like she doesn't open her mouth and be like, well, this is what this bitch right. needs to do. Right. You know? <laughs> she's like, I don't know anything about any of that mess. I'm going, I'm going home. <laughs> Cordelia does not fuck with faith, like at all. Yeah, not yeah. friends, not, not. They, in the, the original show, they were not, they were not anything that were, she did not want to be in the room with. Yes, and I think she should have more compassion for her, maybe. But outside of that, not a not a dumb move on her. (laughs) I think that was a clever (laughs) judge of character. Natalia, what do you think of this scene? I mean, Corey's poor bruised face, (laughs) right? (laughs) I hate to see it. Yeah. Um, Then we get we we find out that Faith is we find out where Wesley is. Faith has captured him. She is torturing him, and like I don't. I don't know. I this this gives me a little pause for the for like what story they're and I get they're trying to make it a morally ambiguous like can you redeem someone who has done this? I I have trouble with forgiving her, remembering what she just did on Buffy, seeing what she did to Wesley and Cordelia. Like I have trouble being like yes, let's sit around and be happy with her and like tell her I do be not. okay. <laughs> I don't I I just I think I have compassion for her and I believe that in time I could move past or forgive her, her character even in if it was like if it was reality like if I was living there mm-hmm. do I think in time maybe I could yeah, I, I do. I try I to. That what's the point years. of life? What is the point of life if you don't let people move on? However, <laughs> it's a little fast. Yes. And also, but I know we're on a television show. I get it. But also, I think she she has to get some ties and like lack of a better non pun word stakes to her life and to the world. Like she needs to put down some roots and to understand even what an apology is. What responsibility means like and i think we get there with her but in this moment i understand your feeling ian and i think we're meant to feel i don't think we're meant as the audience to totally understand yeah unless you have a personal connection i we they haven't they haven't walked us there yet but that's okay because we have the rest of the show to do that which they do um uh, but i understand what you're saying of like i i in, in the way that the opening of this episode left me unsettled Maybe that's the point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you're supposed to not want to forgive her right now. And thankfully, the show gives you the grace to be able to do it later. We don't just kill her off, you know? I mean, especially the characters are like, they have to do it quickly, right? They have to do the forgiveness thing. They have to do the the shepherding shepherding her into into some sort of understanding and some sort of like redemption arc because she is a natural born killer. She is a slayer. If they don't do that for her right now, she's off killing more people, right? There is no, it's a very time sensitive situation. And any sort of like, I think the prison metaphor eventually in the show is great for her because any prison they build, she's just going to make it her mission to break out of. Like the only solution for faith right now is like wisdom, introspection, time spent, you know, redeeming yourself, trying, like failing. Like, (laughs) and I think maybe, I, I mean, the show really does speak to like only a certain kind of person who's been through that understands what she needs, but it, 
I do think we as the audience want her to be in a super cage on a floating, you know, we want her to go to Arkham. But like, <laughs> yeah. the truth is, maybe the Joker would stop being that, oh, we're going to get into abolition theory here. <laughs> I did not mean to do that so quickly. But maybe the Joker is the Joker because they keep locking him in Arkham. <laughs> I, I, uh, think, I think it's slightly different. <laughs> I don't know. I think I understand the idea of like, if you were to put, if you were to give superpower, or if you were to put faith back in a coma, you're not solving the faith problem. Mm-hmm. True. I think also the difference between like Batman mythology and Buffy. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm there, just being... There's a lack of bats in Buffy. <laughs> yes, I'm not trying to take sociopathic clowns literally <laughs> in this. I'm just using it as a metaphor. Sorry, I, I'm not taking the the Batman of it all seriously. She fell into a big old bat, and now she's evil. <laughs> I don't endorse. I don't endorse my my Batman. <laughs> Uh, but I've always uh, felt for Faith, like, since Buffy, because I, I think, and again, it's why I say Angel is the better show for the Faith arc yeah. overall, to, yeah. to, to technically complete, even though she does eventually go to Buffy again after uh, Angel, uh, is because of their understanding of forgiveness and, like, how like, Buffy obviously learns about Shades of Grey and, like, is not black and white, but... Angel is a much grayer show, and like yeah. my issue from Buffy, as much as I love Buffy season three, and like it's it's beautiful, it's like I every time I rewatch it, I'm just like, you guys are doing absolutely the wrong thing with Faith. You are missing out on this cry for help, Buffy. Let her live in your goddamn home. Yes, Why is she in this yeah. hotel? yes. She clearly is not happy. She killed this man. She's clearly freaked out. But Buffy, you were right there with her. She was clearly freaked. And it out. could be, it could have been Buffy a million times. Yeah, it's yeah. it. They handle it all the wrong way. And then when Buffy, I think it's, it's even in the next episode, where she's like, I tried to be your friend. I'm like, footage not found. <laughs> 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 when the shit went down, you were like, oh no. This bad influence. I invited you to Christmas one time. And I smoked Listen, fucking suburban Joyce house. Summers, it was already uncomfortable having one gay, a, a slayer in her house. She was not about to have two slayers in her house. Um, little we know this is no room. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> little defense on this um so buffy is really a show where we're kind of going along with her right season to season we're growing up with her angel already has all of this like we're going into it with a character who has yeah. like hundreds of years of knowledge he's already grown yes so yeah. little defense there but like yes um let buff or let faith live in the house Exactly. Let her, live in the house. Let her live in the goddamn house. That's all. That's all she needed, right? So, so it helped. Oh my god, I would love to build Faith a tiny house. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> um, you should have take it. We see that like Cordelia and Angel are mapping out places Faith has been like reportedly seen. That's how we figure out where that's how like they get to where faith is right that's how angel can get there Ah, again i just maybe if it was like we didn't see like a bloody piece of broken glass to like say that she had just been cutting up his body because Mm. i know that i would also i I think it is the immediacy of it like the like i think you're right ryan it's like this just happened like this just happened so like no if i were wesley and i was tied to a chair and like sliced open with pieces of glass i would be like no, I'm not forgiving this person the next day. You would never uh, forgive them. No, never, 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 never. Right, I, <laughs> I don't think Wesley's taken full accountability for what a shitty fucking watcher he was. Yeah. Even like when he's trying to say, it's you know, true. I was her watcher. You know, I feel bad for her. Like he's still not taking accountability for how much he fucked it up. Yes. Yeah. And yes. That is, 
as far as why she's torturing, it's like, maybe I'll blame him and maybe that will make me feel better. Obviously, it's not making her feel better. But like, right. yeah, obviously he has a reason to be upset with everyone, her. Yeah. Everyone but Angel who has, and I, and, I, and I mean this first part, who has offered to help Faith, the only person who has actually extended her any actual help at all is Angel. Maybe yes. Giles? Maybe? Mm-hmm. But he participated in a lot of shit with the social dynamics of that group that was oh, pretty yeah. abusive and exploitative of a poor, mm-hmm. lonely, orphaned girl. Oh, absolutely. Like, when like Buffy is like going to tell Giles what happened with Faith and everything, and Faith lies and everything, and he's like, okay, I know she's lying, but we can't let her know. Like, dude, that's not the way to go about yeah. this. Yeah, well, she's just horrible. mistreated horribly uh, all the way around. And, you know, she has this weird, fucked up, swirly swirl going around in her head where it is like she's cutting him up, too. She's trying to she's trying to piss everybody off. She's trying to get herself killed, right? That's that's yeah. one hand. Um, yeah. Another hand is, like, she is trying to, like, get herself. The only time she was really ever kind of taken care of was under the mayor, which as fucked up as that is, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, true. So yeah. maybe she's trying to, like, get back to that. Well, when I was killing people, when I was doing really bad shit, that's when I was being taken care of. Maybe if I just keep doing this maybe i can yeah is this her apartment by the way no it's a guy's apartment this is a guy's who's who's is the sex traffic oh ah, she really got his apartment okay okay this is when i saw the dreamcast and you know what Uh, earlier Mm. i said he was cool and rad i'm now choosing to leave it as canon that the first thing faith did was go out and buy a dreamcast for (laughs) her new apartment (laughs) on his credit card (laughs) yes so so in fact she's cool and rad sorry (laughs) um so yeah so angel bursts in they have a fight that I think I couldn't find. Don't breeze find past it. this one. Don't breeze past it. I did you say do or don't? Don't don't breeze past okay. it. We gotta get into He's this saying. one. We gotta get into it. I think is it scored almost the same score as Buffy and Faith's fight from yes. graduation right. day part yes. one? Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay, I'm glad we all, we oh, all okay. <laughs> like the juices I was feeling, you know, it was it got me real hype. I had to stand up while I was watching it. <laughs> endorphins <laughs> she's just so like and this is what i'm really excited to see with buffy and faith as well is because buffy had buffy's real good with with choreography as well and especially when buffy and faith are together with choreography it's magic yeah. but even faith on her own is just like i i was i just every time i'm blown away I, I I have to rewind it, have to watch it again. You know, when I was a kid, when I would watch these things, I'd have to go in the backyard and like do kicks on trees and shit like that. You know, <laughs> all of those. I wish the culture had been in a place, et cetera, et cetera, for Eliza Dushko to have made so many martial arts movies. Yes. <laughs> to play the bad guy, the good guy. Oh my God. With dancing, musical numbers, her body. And I, I mean, I just, it's the whole team over there. They're, they're, the fight scenes are so entertaining. And on so many shows, and I'm sorry, all apologies to the Marvel fandom. I own so much merch, you can't get mad. <laughs> um, their fights are less dynamic to me a lot of the time, especially on the TV shows. This was every fight comes alive, but like in particular, obviously Eliza's great, but they just have like this. They they, they took every nuance really seriously, and they really painted creatively with the colors they had. It's it's. It makes the episode, it ta- really takes, it, it elevate it by taking that stuff so seriously, it elevates every other part of the episode, the script, the acting, everything. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really great. And I think what's awesome about it is that it mirrors the other fight scene. And when the rain kicks in, when we're outside, uh, like yeah. we go out the window, the rain kicks in. It's just like, you could tell everyone on set had love for what the, the fight team had made oh, there. They because all it all happens. Goosebumps. The lighting, I mean, it's so 
Mm-hmm. Spectacular for a TV show yeah. in the 90s. Like, this is fucking crazy. It's so good. Sorry. I just kind <laughs> of gosh. According to the trivia, they wanted to do rain, but it was like, no, it's too expensive. And then it ended up raining actually legit. Oh, so, yeah, God said, let there be faith. Yeah. Real rain. None of that fake shit. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Thank your local coven, bitch. Thank your local coven. Uh. Latoya, Latoya, I want you to know I was literally waiting to say that. I was like, mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to goop everyone and let I'm them know. I'm glad somebody did because that has filled me with so much light and joy today. <laughs> yeah, I wow. do. Like, that is wild that they wanted it. They couldn't get the rain. And then it actually fucking rained. Like, what are the chances? It's fucking right? L.A. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Maybe it's why that rain looks so good, too. It's yeah, crazy, TV yeah. rain. That rain looks so good. I could cry right now. It's a beautiful <laughs> rain just scene. adds a whole dimension I, to anything. I yeah. did start tearing up during the scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. That I, I was okay. watching it on the elliptical. And I, like, <laughs> put it down. <laughs> Put it down to just like cool off mode because it was towards the end of the workout was my excuse. But I was fully like there's tears in my sweat. It was so sad. And you gotta like say it along with it. I'm bad. (laughs) (laughs) And she (laughs) I I don't know if you all agree with me, but I think this is like the best she has ever been in like as faith. Like Oh, I would need to do deep thinking on that one. I don't know. like just, I mean, you- I think I agree with you. I agree with you, and I would, I would put the two Buffy episodes in a four-week, month-long faithathon that the WB <laughs> aired, um, and and I would say that this, she just, and there's something about the way her body moves and her hair, and like, her, it's just, it is. It, you're right in the sense that like Eliza Dushku kind of falls away and it's this singular character, yeah. and only I think a, a handful of people across the shows have moments where they do that, and. It's to have such little real estate to have found one of those moments is so great. She's so great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I, and like, you know, we, she doesn't often get to do like the more dramatic, like, even when she killed the guy, like, right when Buffy then goes to talk to her, she just puts up a, a front and she's like, you don't get it. I don't care. Um, so we don't get to see Faith have these kind of emotions. And I, Ryan, it was you or Zach that mentioned earlier, like when Faith fights, she's like feral because it's like she knows Angel is a strong opponent, right? Yeah. So she's like going at it. But like the fact that we then get her like breakdown and we see that the whole episode has been leading to she just wants to die because she has nothing anymore. Like at this point, she has literally nothing. Well, there's a shot. There's a shot like uh, reversing just a little bit, like right after she's like fucking with Wesley, she's sitting on the window ledge and she like drops the glass down into the alleyway. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, again, so powerful in such like a small thing, you know? Yeah. But Eliza sells it so well. And she just, you know, filming four of these episodes back to back to back, getting ready, you know, revisiting faith in this way. She got a lot to do, you know, she got to be Buffy. She got to be, um, bad girl faith. She got to be faith at a breakdown, like truly. And she was good at all of it. Yeah. All of it. The faith residency, the faith assance, the, the, (laughs) the, when she set up shop in Vegas slash the WB and said, you'll come to me. Yeah. My God. So good. I really, we could still do this faith spin I'm telling you, let's do this right now. Okay. Um, this is, I understand that Buffy's a little bit harder to get. And that's going to, that's going to be a real hard one to get back. Right. But faith is so possible, isn't it? Isn't Faith just so possible? And Eliza looks great. She, I'm sure she can kick and flip and all of that. You still gotta have Joss's name on it. 
Hmm. Uh, I, you I know, think I'll give my devil dollars, and, but I just want, I want her back. I need it. I, think I need the it. Disney Corporation and their legal team <laughs> could work with some very dedicated, diverse fans to find a solution oh to that problem. <laughs> just like, please, just something, something, my I'm, goodness. I've said it a million because... times. Sell the rights to Jana Spencer. Let her yeah, be the one. Like, let's fucking go. Right. It like, feels like uh, this is the this, time. Cut this, though. Cut this, though. Uh, I don't even know what's like, I should. Shouldn't be saying it out of turn, but still. Jane Espenson, her whole thing is that she loves being a writer, not a showrunner. That's why yeah. Jane Espenson, mm. that's the reason why Jane Espenson isn't running shows when yeah. you mm. literally throw shows at that her. Well, that's yeah. fair. It that seems like sense. a high-stress job. Yeah. Once you said that, I was like, yeah, why wouldn't she already have that job? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to approach Eliza Dostro. We're going to tell her there's a spinoff happening, and she's going to say yes, right? That's what will happen. <laughs> that's been my master plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving her budget, guys. Budget. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be a good uh, no, show. we don't have a green light. Uh, no, we don't have money. <laughs> um, we will, we will figure shoot this in international out. waters. Not international <laughs> waters. <laughs> Anything's legal. See, <laughs> what is it? The sweet life of Faith Lane. <laughs> I have a question for the room. If there was okay. one like action sequence set somewhere cool, where would you want it to be set? Like on top of like a like a like a semi wheeler or like a like a big truck or like uh, an apartment building or like a seaship. Wait, Something I don't know. Just like just do do a fantasy like faith. Obviously, um, do like a fantasy (laughs) just little sequence for her. A nineties mall. Wait, I'm realizing now. (laughs) Let Eliza Dushku in the Mission Impossible films. Let her do stunts with Tom Cruise. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Eliza Dushku paparazzi shots of her just running down a building, Uh. and they're like, she's making a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, that would be Uh. great. Um. I don't know. I don't know where I would place her. I, Amal is a good spot, but I, I know it's like a smaller fight and I love, I, I pretty much love every Buffy Faith fight, but I really do love the fight in, um, this year's girl when they're in the house. Mm-hmm. Like I oh, yeah. really love watching them smash the shit out of that house. It like, feels they, more confined than in graduation day in an apartment somehow. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it does. And like, you know, they roll down the steps. They're like pushing each other in the hallway and they like fall through the coffee table that breaks a thousand times throughout the show. Like I, I like that shit because she's so strong. Like she can, I mean, she could have pushed, pushed Buffy through one of the walls, right? Like realistically. Um, and I like a setting in a house where like, you know, I think of like kill bill, her facing off against Vivica Fox in that house. Like I like smashing a house. Yeah. Ian's in his kitchen a lot, just <laughs> fantasizing about doing a murder. Um, I picked them all because I I think the faith fights are so much more about prop work mm. and like the way that Buffy's very environmental with her fight style, which they do mention on the show, which is funny that that it's so called out on set that they like worked it into scripts. Um, but I think Faith loves a prop, and that's the knife thing. And I would love to see her fighting using mannequin heads. I would love to see her take out like gardening shears from the back of a Sears and attack someone in a TV section. <laughs> they you know, around them all then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a long fight. An escalator fight would be wonderful. Oh yeah. She's going up. They're going down. Hell yeah. <laughs> Latoya, what's, where's your dream faith fight happening? I mean, again, I was saying in the mission impossible movies, yeah. that was my answer. Like on the oh. wing of a plane. <laughs> On the wing of a plane that's about to land at the Louvre or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, So I I also picked up watching this on David Boreanaz, how like 
Angel does stop hitting her at one point and just is standing there as she's like screaming and she's still hitting him, mm-hmm. but like she's begging him to kill her and he just has his arms ready to like embrace her. And I, I don't know, like a- Angel doesn't always land for me, but in that moment I'm like, oh fuck, this is good. Like I like that. Um, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Willow at the end of uh, season six when she's like throwing her powers at Xander, but she like is just crying and like starts beating at his chest, but then has a breakdown. Like that's so many pivotal moments in this show happen in a raining alleyway. <laughs> and I love that because it's true about LA in your fantasies. You know what I mean? <laughs> It never rains in LA. I know. I I did think I was like, oh, we do do this again, don't we? When uh, Darla gives birth, it's like that's one of the best. Scenes. I think there's a couple others too. It's it's great because it's this like the truth about Faith right now. She has nowhere to go. Yeah, you know, and like She's an alley cat in that moment. That's so like I know I was saying like I have trouble with the Wesley of it all, but I do like I cry and I feel bad for her. I do oh. because you're right, Ryan, and she's conveying all that. We, you know, the mayor was the only really like welcoming family figure, father figure, family figure, whatever. Like he brought her in and he did care for her and he wasn't, he basically was her Giles, right? Cause he actually did care for her. Like yeah. she was his daughter. Um, yeah. She was, he was teaching her the best, most loving way he can, a bad philosophy yeah. and like a bad system and a bad, like way <laughs> to live your life or whatever. But like, are our fathers in capitalism any better? Oh my Whoa, God. <laughs> I blew everyone's mind. <laughs> but i think it's it's tough because she's been everybody who said that they loved her lied to her and they really did you can't take that away from her yeah and so angel saying the same thing it's like you know if you fuck somebody you're a completely different person so it's a little hard for me to trust you right now (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i just and I, i like the shot of like you know the rain it seems like the rain got a little lighter they they embrace and we see Wesley with like he's ready to kill her, but then he sees what's happening and he drops it. And a big build up moment for him too, right? Yeah. Like he has he has really been trying to do something right, but at this point he's like almost walking down that alley and working himself up as he's walking down the alley. Like yeah. if this is what I have to do, this is what I have to do. And luckily doesn't have to do it and just drops it. And I I wasn't I didn't remember if we end here in this alleyway or if we go because I know we the next episode we pick up and she's still like wet and stuff like yeah. that, right? Okay. I was worried that that was gonna be the end of here because I was looking at this this these shots and I was like, oh you better end in this motherfucking alley. Zach, that's so funny because I thought the same thing because I was like, oh I wish this is a cooler ending, but we're yeah. gonna we're gonna like cut to her like in his apartment drying off, but mm-hmm. we didn't. And I was like, oh, good. And it's because- the sound of rain. You hear the, 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 it's a knife that he has, right? Uh, yeah. I thought it was broken glass. Oh, it was, whatever you know, he, he grabbed a knife. He used oh, a broken okay. glass to get out of the rope. And then he grabs a knife from like uh, the counter. That's oh, right. Okay. okay. okay so yeah, the- I think it kind of has to be a knife with the like, I loved yeah. it because of the yeah. faith knife connection. We've got the rain sound. We've got the kind of like simmering down of these, of, of her yelling and punching and she stops. And then we get the like knife hitting the floor and we end, you know, and oh, yeah. it, it packs a punch, a faith style punch, you know, <laughs> it gets you in the gut. It really, really does. Like, uh, I, I just fucking love it. Yeah. So good. And it does leave you feeling like, like the episode as a whole leaves you feeling like it's a big mess. 
Like, but at least like it came to a resolution. So you do feel like some level of relief, but it, you don't walk away being like, oh, wow. Okay. So this is where we're going. I don't have any guess. I'm like, all right, right. Well, let's get to part two. Cause how do you like <laughs> untangle? I don't know. How does she begin to put her life together? Um, it's, it, it really does tee up part two. Like so good TV. When, when TV had to earn you coming back next week, man, did they ever do it? Huh? <laughs> well, do you know what's funny? Like, hmm. right before this episode, literally, like, at 8 p.m. was the Buffy episode. And you know what was happening on Buffy? Buffy and Riley fucking up a store. <laughs> so you're watching that and you, like, feel sick to your stomach. You're like, do I want to keep watching TV? And then you get this banger of an episode. <laughs> Man, you're honestly just telling me. I could probably look up the date that this aired and be like, oh, so I had a bad day that day. <laughs> or like, I'm stressed out. Let's sit and say that... Wednesday, the day after it aired, I was stressed the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) That's reliably true. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so that's the end of the episode. Um, I think it's such a good ending. Oh, good. Um, I guess we are here now. Favorite scene, LaToya. Uh, Favorite scene? I mean... It's just an episode of great scenes. I'll go with the final one, because again, I got very teary-eyed during it every fucking time. LaToya, I love that you... I feel like... I, I love hearing that you got emotional because I feel like normally if we record together, it's me, the faggot, who's like, I cried. And you're like, yeah, I get it, Ian. Ah. That's because it's hilarious because you cry at every fucking thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> um, Zachary, what was your favorite scene? Oh, uh, the fight between Angel and Faith. Absolutely. I guess we could tack on the, the very ending with that. Yeah. But like the fight, I, I don't know, just something makes me feel powerful when I see Faith and Buffy fight, you know? <laughs> Ryan? I could do um, that fight, and I could do Faith dancing, fighting in the club, but I have a feeling that's what you're going to pick. And <laughs> I am going to go with Faith taking a lawyer's head and smashing it through corporate office furniture, because I have wanted to do that <laughs> so many times. <laughs> um, so, uh, Ryan, you were correct. I have two favorite scenes. Yes! My first is the ending, and my second is the dance scene. <laughs> well, they're great uh, scenes. They they're are, scenes. right? They're just... Ah. And, and I you cried for both. And the thing is, I... Faith... <laughs> <laughs> Faith was a character that, like, helped get me into Buffy. Like, I would lie and be like, oh, I have such a crush on Faith, but I just wanted to be her. I thought she was, like, the fucking yeah. coolest. Like... Everybody I, wants but, to be Faith, you know? Totally. It's yeah. a power fantasy on top of, like... You don't have to identify with the normal people who have you, you have power fantasies about. She's kind of like a pop star in that way where you're like, she's just fucking cool. She doesn't have to answer to anybody. She doesn't have to apologize for anything. She's feminine, but she's rough. Like she's, she's tough. She's authentic, you know, like, and also she's like wrong sometimes, but it doesn't mean she's not cool. It's like, it's, it's, it's an intoxicating fantasy for a teenager and there's a reason every teenager kind of imprints with something with faith (laughs) and speaking of favorite outfit i'm gonna i'll start because i basically still wear what faith is wearing when she goes to shoot angel with the arrow like i have that (laughs) outfit i feel like yeah i feel like i've seen you in it (laughs) right like she's wearing a choker a denim jacket like i have that that's what i wear um so that's my favorite outfit um ryan what's your favorite outfit (laughs) i think my favorite faith outfit period and the faith outfit to me i will always picture her is in that kitchen where she's in that she's got black leather pants on and a black leather um i don't think it's braided i think it's just like cut out belt and that red shirt it with it's uh, and her hair looks absolutely like an immortal being of light like uh, like oh my god she looks like she took a swim in the fountain of youth but also like uh 
she works out every single day. Oh my God, it's such a good look. It fits her perfectly. Iconic. <laughs> Always will be faith to me. And those chunky shoes, come on. The Spice Girl's energy in her fighting with those shoes, it's so fucking good. <laughs> um, Zachary, which now that I'm calling on you, I'm like, fuck, I still need to get a new jean jacket because I, st- I don't <laughs> have one. I lost it when Zach and I went to Texas and we got too drunk and I left it Well, maybe don't strip on the dance floor and you won't lose your clothes. You volunteered me for it, dickhead. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, her in the club. I just love that look so much. But I also want to give like, I'll say her in the club is like my special mention, but I think her eye makeup the entire episode, the yeah. the real like smudgy, dirty, not slept in eye makeup is just, it's just so perfect in this episode. I thought the whole time Faith kind of looks a little bit. I, I know this sounds crazy. She looks because I've been saying she's sexy the whole episode. She looks a little bit like my mom did when she was younger. <laughs> and I was sitting here oh, thinking, wow. I have planned out a drag look to be my mom, and the Faith makeup is pretty similar. It's like this like <laughs> downturned sort of like puppy dog eye that's like it pleads with you to take her like to like love her or identify with her, but it's also like a smoky eye, so it's a little dangerous. It's this like. It's a really, everybody was firing on all cylinders, including the makeup department. Um, and I was sitting there planning the drag look. I was like, if we were to do a Faith episode for like a live reading or something, <laughs> I really could think, I do think with through through what I have inherited from my mother alone, I think I could create a convincing Faith illusion, but. <laughs> Which, uh, buy tickets for our live show, Ryan will be doing a Buffy-themed drag number. Um, oh my God, you do not want to miss this. Lesbians, lesbians, <laughs> sapphic yearning alert. It's going to be great. It's going to uh, be so good. Crossbow giveaway. <laughs> Latoya, what is your favorite outfit? Uh, I'm going to go with the, the final outfit of the episode, like Ryan, but I'm also like, Kind of bummed I won't be on Sanctuary, but I'm gonna. I am amused though, because she looks like fucking shit in Sanctuary, like fucking shit for like Eliza Dusku. <laughs> but like the whole point is that she's like on the come down from the high, right. so she's like looks like she looks sickly in the next episode. <laughs> but I, yeah, like, they do paint her up as sickly a lot. In she the is show. pale as hell in the next episode. I well, I'm a problem because I was. I thought you were. I was like, yeah, Latoya. I agree. Like they make her look. Like downtrodden, but she looks hotter than ever. Is what I thought you were gonna say, because that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, that might just be something that's personal. That's Maybe it. a journal. You little goth boy. Energy. <laughs> um, all right, and uh, I think we're all probably gonna have the same one. What grade do we give the episode, Zachary? A plus. Yeah, uh, Latoya. Huh. Latoya's got to be different. <laughs> I'm going to give it. Are we grading it against the previous episodes of the season, or just or just those? Uh, no, I mean, however you want. It's, you know. No, don't, don't make it however I want. <laughs> Give me parameters, Ian. It's it's funny because some people will say, like, in the scale of Angel season one, this, like, when when Zach uh, co-hosted for Under, I've Got You Under My Skin, and we were like, this is definitely, like, very good, for especially for season yeah. one. Because, okay, if it's uh, for season one, A, if it's for overall, A minus. Like, it's, it's not right, like well. that much of a differential. <laughs> yeah, I... Or Ryan, what grade do you give it? Did I call it you yet? A plus, baby. I wish I could add more, so I can't, and I'm going to put a little a little heart on the plus. <laughs> I, I don't do pluses because from coming from AB Club, we didn't do pluses. A was the highest. Uh, oh. So when you're saying A plus, it's the same as my A. Don't worry. <laughs> so yeah, I give it an A. Um, I think it's really impressive that for a show that felt so slow and empty most of the time, that they were able to very much balance a thousand characters in this episode and like this is the first time we really get a feel of like who Wolfram and Hart is you know like 
We're it's like a concert. Like yeah. Each piece comes in and when it needs to, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. And I do believe that's the first, this is the first episode of the show that I can say that about, even though yeah. there are great episodes. Right. We've, we've, we've listened to, or we've watched and recorded. You can go listen to them. Um, this is the first time that it just sings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, excited for you guys to get into season two. Cause like <laughs> truly, especially cause that's when the show starts doing widescreen. It was like the first on the network to do it. it oh like, yeah. It looks fucking gorgeous. Always like, yeah. yeah. When we interviewed charisma, didn't she say they always went over budget? Yeah, uh, yeah, they they spent a lot of money on it already, and then it, they also still went over budget. Yeah, <laughs> two and three are really beautiful. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely Just beautiful. And, and three, they really me. lead into the wire food too, and like the fights are like mm-hmm. even better for it. So yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you all for joining me. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, if you like Slayer Fest 98, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can support us on Patreon, where we have. By this point, we will have finished Harley Quinn Season 2. We'll be finishing up What If Season 1. Eventually, we'll be moving on to Harley Quinn Season 3. Many and all support is much appreciated. If you want to follow us on social, we are at SlayerFestX98. If you want to follow me, I am at ENXCarlos. Ryan, where can everyone find you? Um, At Ryan Houlihan on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, and you can listen to my new podcast, Too Good to Be True. Uh, it's in podcast stores, but you can also find it on YouTube uh, from the Financial Diet, where we are debunking scams, grifts, and uh, con. I love that show. <laughs> uh, Zachary, where can everyone find you? Um, not on the Financial <laughs> Diet, but I am on, uh, if you just type My Bloody Judy, Adventures of Zach and B, or Coffee and Tequila, I'll pop up somewhere. Ooh, and I'll pop up with My Bloody Judy, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Latoya, where can everyone find you and all the podcasts you host? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, LaFergs, and then there's links, of course, to my other podcast ventures and uh, <laughs> the stuff I'm writing, all that cool stuff. I am doing weekly Abbott Elementary reviews for uh, Episonic Medium now, so. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'll have to check them out. Uh, all right, well, we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.